Monday, 6 p.m. where you guys are. You are listening to Home is Where the Art is, as per usual. Um, I'm not alone today. It sounds like I've started this conversation again being on my own. I'm not. Rory's here. Hello, everybody. Ah, it, has, it has been way too long. Uh, hope you're all doing well at home. Hope you're all staying safe uh, and staying sane. Easier said than done. But uh, no, it's good to be here. I'm really, really looking forward to this one. You've been busy, haven't you? Uh, yeah, been busy working. I am considered an essential worker, which is, is a nice title to have. But um, being a, a support worker it is a hefty job, hefty hours, but at the same time, very rewarding. But it, it does just mean that uh, with my shift patterns, I can't always guarantee being here for this. But it means when I am, I can enjoy it to its max. And Absolutely. I am looking forward to this one a lot. Good, good to hear. Uh, we haven't got Heather again this week. She will be back uh, soon. I can't promise anything. I was going to say shortly, but that insinuates that we're going to be <laughs> in the this next version. two seconds. Like, ta-da! No. Like... She'll be here for this one, but she will be back uh, before long. I am sure. We have got a guest. I look like I'm being really rude to my guest as well because I'm just on my phone. I'm sorting things out as I do all of these things. I've got a notepad ready to make notes. I'm like looking at my phone, was checking other bits and pieces ready to do social shout outs and stuff like that. I had it um, ready on my phone. for. Uh, so I was getting prepared to... to oh, go to, on. To, to, uh, no, 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 it's all right. Um, yeah, so for anyone who's wanting to get in touch with us, um, we do accept carrier pigeons, but they can be a little bit more difficult to get a hold of. So our main ones to get a hold of us on our Facebook and Instagram. If you search Homeless for the Artist for both, you will get them, but our actual handle for Instagram, if that's easier for you, it is H-I-W-T-A-I number one. Um, you'll find us. If you search Homeless for the Artist, you will find us. Um, we are established enough that we are not fading into obscurity. Um, yeah, uh, if you want to email us, it is H-I-W-T-A-I show inquiries oh. at gmail.com. Um, and you can get in touch with us there about pretty much anything and everything. If you, if you want to be on the show, if you've got recommendations for things you'd like us to talk about, just anything that you want to shout out really community and arts wise, like we'd love to hear from you. Like we're, we, we have trouble enough seeing like people as it is and talking to people. So if we can make this a good social hub, then I think the more the merrier. So get in touch. You're sounding way too professional for this show. You <laughs> can tell you. that you've come. You've come <laughs> I've, out. I've had I've had time to to think about it. I had time to recuperate energy and um, drink energy as well. He says holding up his, his can of. As you know, I'm allowed to say brands. Aren't you I? are now. Uh, yeah. I today I'm on Carabao Original. Uh, only sixty three calories per can. So I've had about four of these today. So just to add it all up. <laughs> Fabulous. Now that you're on the uh, professional streak, would you like to introduce our guest? Um, yes. Um, with us today, we have the awesome, the one and only, we have Josh Fielding. How are you doing, man? I am doing fan-dabby-dozy. Basically, we're, we're going to do the, the, the kind of classic interview question of, tell us a little bit about yourself. I, I know it's a boring question, but it's a good way of starting things off, and no doubt we'll end up on many wonderful and weird tangents. So, by all means, tell us a wee bit about yourself and what you do. Okay, dope. Well, uh, I'm Josh Fielden and I am a mixing and mastering engineer based in North Wales in the wonderful town of Wrexham, um, as well as doing mixing and mastering and all that kind of stuff. Um, I'm a musician and at the moment I'm writing a bit of music. Um, nothing is released yet. It's still pretty much uh, in the works. 
works, but I'm actually making some decent progress on that. And um, I'm also a massive Marvel fan. I, I love superheroes. My favorite one being Spider-Man. He's the best one ever. Um, and I'm really enjoying WandaVision at the moment on Disney+. Plus. So, I've yeah. heard a lot of good things about that. Pretty much everyone uh, at my work is talking about it, and I think I might be the only one who hasn't watched it yet. We can change that. <laughs> like, it change is that. something that we can change. Um, it does sound and look good from the teasers that I have seen. So I can, I can vouch for that for everyone at home who hasn't watched that yet. If you're into Marvel, definitely get on that. Oh, yes. Must. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> Rory's taken over this week because he is back and it's like, it, well, it, you, can, like, you can do yeah, it. It does feel good to be back. All um, the work. <laughs> so, how did you first get into audio engineering? Was there like, was it like a course or was it something that you heard and kind of went down the route of like, how did that come to be? Or just, yeah, how, how did it come to be that this is what you wanted to do? Well, this is a rabbit hole. Um, like essentially, <laughs> essentially um i mean ever since i was probably i'm gonna say like a young kid let's say about nine or ten um i've always wanted to be like in a band um and that kind of band changed throughout the years uh, i mean I, I really loved busted as a kid so i wanted to be like the next um charlie simpson in that kind of thing and then um when they uh, combusted and just were no more at that time. I then found other in, uh, other interests in music such as Green Day and then that led on to bands like Bullet For My Valentine um, all the way up into now where I'm listening to more heavier kind of stuff in the, the deathcore kind of yeah. genres and things and um, <laughs> I would say <laughs> um, but I, I would say that um, the interest in audio engineering kind of kicked in when I was just about to leave high school. Um, I was really into drums, doing drum lessons, but of course I was um, really wanting to make sure that I was doing really well academically in school. And I think at that time I wanted to be like a scientist or something. But uh, in the end, uh, science and other academic stuff kind of got in the way of music for me and I was really disheartened by it. And I just looked at my GCSE results, which were fine. But I thought, you know what? My passion is in music. I don't really want to do another academic subject, which I've been doing for the past five plus years or whatever. Um, and so I thought, you know what? Let's look at the uh, course that was in the then Yale College, now College Cambria. Um, <laughs> and I fell in love with, with, with that course. But doing the music production course there, though, was really a way for me to learn how to record and mix music just for my own band and for my own music kind of thing so being in a band was still very much like yeah that's that's what I'm going to be when I'm older but after completing that college course uh, and then going into uni I thought you know what I think it would be better if I learnt audio engineering and learnt it because I want to help other musicians actually achieve their goals because I think there's 10 times better musicians than myself and I see these great bands here there and everywhere and I just think if I could be the person that would help musicians realize their dreams their skills their talents whatever it is and help them get their music out there then I think I'm still being like that rock star but I'm just letting other people take center stage in a 
kind of way, if that makes any sense. I just want to help people. No, 100%. Uh, A lot goes on behind the scenes when it comes to listening to a good song or hearing a good band. And musicians will often realise this, but I think it's safe to say for like the kind of general population, a lot of it does go over people's heads because that's kind of the point. Is it's like the the end product is is got to be this this you know this main thing the main focus. But to get that to be the best that it can be, there does have to be that behind the scenes. And just because it's not always noticed doesn't mean that it's not there. But it is a huge part of, of music. Um, and I, you, you mentioned deathcore, and I was like, right, I've got to try and not steer the whole thing towards deathcore and death metal. <laughs> but you mentioned it, so I was just like, brilliant. Um, <laughs> deathcore for when it comes to like the heavier side of music personally i feel like deathcore really does rely on having a really good mix because you've got a lot of these really um noticeable rhythms and like like the bass drum and stuff like that and it's got to be pretty clear for the the kind of rhythmic side of it where it doesn't all blend into this wall of noise that you get in other heavy genres so it's like yeah. uh, is that something that you found as well that deathcore kind of needs a bit more like kind of crispness when it comes to its um production uh yeah definitely i mean uh metal as a whole um no matter what kind of sub genre it is um especially in modern um metal music you know um it's now expected to have a massive low end um that shakes you to the core basically but it also requires that aggression that clarity and that top end and essentially a lot of things i think that we find in uh, in pop music and electronic music where you do have that driving low end but you also have that crispy um highs so you can actually make out what is being done and what's being said and and played and all that kind of thing so yeah if your if your mix sucks um and and, and your recording sucks in that particular style of music then it's just not going to sound good you really need to have a good tight production and basically someone who knows what they're doing as well as great musicianship of of course um in order to get that music sounding like i don't know godzilla storming through tokyo and all that kind of thing really monstrous and awesome and heavy and woo yeah yeah is there any bands that come to mind when you think of like deathcore and heavier music that just really hit the nail on the head when it comes to the the mix side of things? Mm, Well, um, there's a fair few. Um, It depends on how heavy you go in the deathcore genre because some people say, oh, there's that deathcore band and it's like, ah, they're not deathcore. Oh, yeah, you you do get the the elitist views, but that's not real deathcore. It's just like, oh, only (laughs) that can be real deathcore. We, we're we not like that here at home is where the art is for any genre of music we don't gatekeep so when we're talking <laughs> about deathcore we can be talking about anything that, oh yeah yeah i can imagine after the call it'd be like yeah no he's not my friend anymore <laughs> <laughs> but um if i was to uh so to answer your question if i was to answer i mean i'm i really liked getting into um the deathcore kind of stuff with parkway drive i think they were the the band, the gateway band really for me, because they were doing things with metalcore, but also throwing in some of that heavier kind of stuff um, thrown in. Uh, so, I mean, I've always liked Parkway's uh, production from the first stuff, really from Deep Blue all the way up until their their current kind of albums. But I've been really digging um, 
fit for a king. I really like those. There's a bit of um, fit for an autopsy, which I've yeah. uh, checked out recently, and that sounds pretty sweet. Um, yeah, pretty much anything that's been produced by Will Putney, uh, who actually is, I think, from fit for an autopsy and, and all that kind of thing. And, uh, and anyone or anything that's been done by, um, by a producer called Machine, I've forgotten his actual name, but he's worked with bands like Suicide Silence and, yeah. and things like that. And um, their level of production for those bands has been absolutely amazing. Uh, I mean, you can hear it in those records anyway. But um, so, yeah, so, so for bands, definitely Fit for a King and, and Parkway and all that kind of stuff, I would say, yeah. uh, for production. Brilliant. No, no, that's great. It gives us an idea because what we do is uh, for each show is we put together just like a mini playlist of songs that kind of fit the narrative of what we've been talking about. So we're, we're definitely going to get some some good stuff on that. I'm looking forward to making the playlist for I this one. <laughs> just gonna be, <laughs> nice. It's going to be just moshing. <laughs> like, well, like, just, can't wait for that. I think one of like the, I mean, it was a, it was a live mix, but when we went to I remember when gigs used to be a thing. Oh yeah, we went to that gig in Glasgow. Um, oh, you're gonna have to be a bit more specific. It was that. the last one that we went to, and it was oh, who was playing now? It was like a band called Missima, um, Beyond Creation, mm-hmm. uh, and Lorna Shore. Mm-hmm. Remember Lorna Shore was the like the ridiculously heavy one, the one that was like. Which venue were we at? Uh, Ivory Blacks. Oh, then yes, 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 yes. Oh, <laughs> um, yes, yes, I remember now. <laughs> and it was like, I'd, I'd heard all of Lorna Shore, and they'd gotten this new vocalist in, and I was like, right, I'm, I've heard good things. I've listened to one or two of their tracks, but it's like the live mix just uh, like obliterated this venue. Just like, like the lows were just so clear and clean, and every like breakdown was just like so hard hitting. It was like, my face was screwed up into a fist for like the whole thing. I was just like, oh, man, like the vocals were just, it just had that perfect lowness to it and rawness to it. And like, like I said, it's like, even in like live mixes, it's so important to get it mm. right. Cause it just really pushes the best elements of that band out. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Like, yeah. Just, just thinking back, cause it just reminded me, I was just like, ah, oh, gigs. can't wait for all that that sort of stuff again to to go to and to play Mm. as well like you you mentioned that like you know you play instruments and that yourself and are you in any projects or bands just now like um well uh, well um i'm in my own (laughs) i'll start there um uh essentially I've been in, oh, how to answer this? This is, I like to waffle. Um, yeah, okay, so I'll start with this. I'm, I'm in my own, which I've been kind of toying with and working with for the past, like, maybe, I'd say two years, um, just trying to figure out what it is that I want to write about, how it is I want to play, what it, what it is that I want to do, and, and all that kind of thing. Um, but before that, I've also been uh, in a band called The Perfect Escape, uh, which I still am technically in, but it's one of those things where um, it's life got in the way, essentially. Uh, I I was in the band in college. We we had like various gigs and all that kind of stuff, Uh, writing music, which was kind of like a fusion of pop punk with metalcore, that kind of thing. Um, And then of course uni hit and everything. And then it was like, well, I can't really, 
do much of that anymore and all the other guys as well they've got all sorts of stuff i think we've got ash the bassist he's got a little kid now um and so he's very very much focused on family and work craig the drummer he's doing something i have no idea what that is but he's doing something and then uh, steve the frontman fantastic frontman fantastic um lyricist and singer in my opinion and all-round bro uh he's been focusing quite a lot on his teaching career and uh and pursuing all that kind of stuff and then there's me that's like i still like music <laughs> of course doing all of the um the behind the scenes stuff but for other people so so writing for that has just stopped really but i'm i'm looking to kind of continuing that but in more of a, a studio-esque kind of fashion um but yeah you no doubt want to hear more about this project i'm doing now right well obviously yeah. <laughs> like okay <laughs> it's like please like by all means like <laughs> oh clearly do well <clears throat> so with this current project it's uh, I decided that I wanted to write some music that was based on uh, my my testimony as a Christian. Dun dun dun! He likes metal. What? Uh, crazy, I know. But um, <laughs> but something like that. But also just um, you know, with my own experiences, as most musicians do. You know, what what it is that they've experienced in life and how to kind of put it into words and and all that kind of thing. But also, um, I just wanted to do it to really expand my. Uh, my musical ability. I mean, I'm not like the greatest lead guitar player when it comes to metal and all that kind of stuff. I'm not very technical, um, though I love all the technical kind of stuff. I'm more of a, a rhythm guitarist and that kind of thing. Um, and so I think the music at the moment, the way it's taking shape, um, it's kind of sounding like a mixture of uh, Bullet for My Valentine with some Demon Hunter thrown in and a bit of gentiness just because I like those off beats and rhythms, yes. but, but it's, it's all in drop C sharp at the moment. Oh. So it's, it's heavy, but it's not like, uh, you know, like really stomach growly kind of heavy. So it's, it's kind of, I don't know. I find it interesting. And kind you're of, ticking <laughs> all the boxes for me. Like you're ticking all the boxes for me. Like I, I love the sound of that. Like, anything that's like when people are like describing projects like that to me and they're like oh it's, it's not too heavy i don't know if you like it i'm like no it doesn't have to be you know grinded to its maximum extreme like i i can appreciate it on any level of the spectrum but like like when it's got that right amount of heaviness but then just that proper like bouncy rhythmic sections in it like i'm I'm like sold i'm like completely sold on it. <laughs> but it's done right like um like lamb of god type stuff where it's like yeah really death metal but it's still got that proper like heaviness to it but still rhythmically great and like like early slipknot stuff as well it's like that's far from what death metal would be but it's just got that you know extreme push to it but still got like still keeping those rhythms and, and it's just yeah like that sort of stuff like really like ticks all the boxes for me so make sure like you, you send us links to that because not only are we going to put our <laughs> socials I'm going to be listening to it. Like, I'm definitely going to be getting on that. I'm very excited. What's the project called, by the way? Well, it's it's kind of, it's currently nameless, actually, just because um, I I kind of feel like I'm in this um, this weird spot where I've been focusing like so much on my business and doing all the mixing and mastering stuff, but then when it comes to releasing the that music, it's like, do I release it as Josh Fielden, or <laughs> do I have something a bit more exciting and give it like this really cool name which has like a load of thought in it um or or what really um and then of course 
what medium do I release that through? So again, like through the Sproggolit Studio stuff, which is my mixing and mastering, and just be like, hey, uh, I'm talented in this way. Let's check out this. Uh, or, and what I think would be better really, is to have its own kind of page, its own kind of content thing, and just kind of push it through that. It's, you know, so, yeah. But I think if I, if I was to give it a name, though, I think it would have to be something related to the lyrical content of the the stuff that I'm writing at the moment, which uh, again is kind of like about um, my my testimony, as it were, of of just being a person who happens to be Christian but has experienced all these sorts of things in life, um, but writes about it in a somewhat interesting kind of way that isn't. Well, I'd like to say it's not generic, but uh, it could be. <laughs> but um, I don't know. So it's something like that. Um, I mean, to provide even more context then as to actually the stuff that I am writing about instead of just being a bit wishy-washy. Um, the first song which I've actually written um, and I'm sure I can actually send you because that song is actually done, uh, this yeah. first one. Um, it's just getting the others caught up so I can be like, now we can push and release. Yeah. But I will, I will find a way to send you the song actually to listen to. You could be one of the very few people who've heard it uh, before yeah. actual release, whenever the heck that's going to be. Um, <laughs> But that, that particular song is called Dead Man Sleep. Um, and that song is supposed to look at uh, death and life, but in the sense of a, a spiritual kind of sense. But also, um, it's this kind of really, quote unquote, flashy way of just me deciding between uh, two choices. Um, do I live my life? in the way where I'm doing some good things that I think is healthy for me and all that kind of stuff? Or do I go ahead and, and do the things that I've always done that have potentially been a little bit destructive mm. and all that kind of thing? And, um, you know, so it, it looks at like, do you choose life, whatever that is to the individual? For me, it's, it's faith. Um, or do you choose a kind of spiritual death? Do you choose something that really isn't good for you that is just going to drag you down and and whatever that looks like to people that could be anything that's negative in that particular person's life um and so the rest of the material that i'm writing i mean the second track currently is about lust and how um i i have dealt with lust and dealing with you know temptations and all that kind of thing and that's something that i wanted to write about because everybody suffers in some way uh, with temptations and, and things, desires that we want to fulfill that may not necessarily be good for us, that, that may be quite unhealthy. That could be anything from, I don't know, some really dark stuff, but it could also be that, I don't know, maybe you really love cake, but you know that you shouldn't have that. And it's, it's like, no, you, you should not give in to your desire for that cake kind of thing. Restrain yourself um, in, in a healthy way, of, of course. Um, and, and all that kind of thing. But the imagery that I use in the songs is, I would say kind of, uh, it does take some things like biblical things and and all this kind of, I, I don't know, it sounds almost like fantasy almost in, in a way. Um, I like to think of it as like, what if it was a film? You know, what would Gandalf say in something in this weird kind of way and make it sound maybe a bit more smarter than what it is <laughs> kind of thing um i hope that makes sense it does it does and it sounds really interesting i am actually genuinely excited to, to hear it um 
if at any point down the line you, you would like a, a guest vocalist to do some some heavy growly bits to hit me up dude <laughs> like it's the kind of thing that i would love to be a part of uh, I, I do say this whenever i like i hear a project that i really like the sound of i'm just like well just in case you, you have any like gaps for a, a section or whatever if you want some guest vocals I, I'd, I'd love to be a part of it i just love the sound Ooh. Of it. hey that'd be, that'd be cool nice that sounds really fun i i, I am thinking of branching out and getting the guy from architects or something that's not currently in my kind of range in my ability to do so 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 finding people that have a different kind of unique tone or characteristic that could add something kind of cool to play a character in this song or something would be would be kind of fun we'll, we'll, we'll get talking my man we'll get talking <laughs> mad excited for this <laughs> mad excited for this um, yeah, so you mentioned your uh, mixing and mastering like kind of company. Um, how did that start out, and and what exactly like does it do, and what kind of stuff have you done with it? Cool. Well, uh, let's see. So, I I knew I really really wanted to get into uh, mixing and mastering, and also recording um, and producing and all that kind of thing. But the mixing and mastering came first, uh, and I decided straight after uni when I graduated from it in 2017 I thought I'm gonna give this a go um, I'm gonna set up shop online I got my stuff at my home uh, yeah I can I can do this um, but then reality hit and it was like well if you want to be a business you might want to act like one and so there was a massive learning curve for like a year which I'm still learning there's a lot of things that I have not gotten right um, you know but I'm working on those things um, but it's been a real challenge, you know, since then to try and, you know, get it out there into the into the big wide world and all that kind of thing. But finally, though, after about two years of grafting on it, um, I've been able to make some fantastic connections with musicians from across the world, really, which is kind of fun. And with a, a variety of genres, too. Um, so to name a couple of projects and bands that I've, I've worked on and with recently, um, the most recent one, uh, quite a few times actually, has been a pop punk band from Austria called Here For A Reason. Um, they're really, really cool. I managed to land that project, well, the first project with them in 2019. I was on a um, audio producers kind of group with Seb Barlow and uh, it was very, very kind because this guy from this this band here for a reason said, hey, we're looking for someone to mix. And of course, the whole world and their dog on that page just leapt at him and was like, I'll do it, I'll do it. And it's like, oh, Lord, there's a sea of hungry mixes here. <laughs> and I'm sure they're all really, you know, qualified for it. But it's like, oh, bugger. It's like my voice amongst a thousand other people. I don't know if I'll get this. But, um, you know, I was like, hey, I'd love to do it. And then Seb very kindly said, Hey, I'm uh, I'm showing this guy Josh a couple things. Um, I highly recommend that you you go with this guy. So I was like, well, that's <laughs> that's like a beam of heavenly light shining upon me. So then they did work with me. I mean, they tried me out along with a few other people, and uh, they liked my mix. And and then since then, they've been like, we want to come back to you and work with you. So I've mastered a few songs for them recently. Currently doing one now, which should be out maybe next week or something. We'll see. Who knows. Um, then I've worked with a singer-songwriter in the U.S. called Mitchell Day. Um, not on his most recent stuff, but from some things he did maybe, I would say, about two years ago, I think now. He's kind of like a, a pop uh, R&B kind of groove kind of person. I could be totally wrong there. But he, he does wonderful things with an acoustic guitar and his voice. He's really, really good. And he's like the, the one pop musician, really, that I 
would listen to to be quite honest because i'm a metal guy really but i'm like no i like that because he's a really really good musician and he's recently signed a contract with a company like a publisher i think in the u.s so he's he's going places which is absolutely fantastic um a band that's more local to us um worst case scenario they're from wrexham and and all that kind of thing they've kind of been a little bit underground for quite a while just because like with my band they have been dealing with life university and all that kind of stuff um but i was speaking with their singer tom for ages about working with them because i wanted to work with someone from wrexham um because i thought how good would that be someone on my own you know doorstep i've worked with great that's awesome um and it took took a while but after speaking with them and being introduced to their guitarist who's a huge tech whiz like me um it ended up me mixing a song for them uh just because they were kind enough to let me have a go at it but then they were super duper impressed by what i did and were like we want you to work on the whole album so i've been mixing the album for the past um well i'm gonna say year just because it has been kind of a slow process with getting other things sorted but that has been so fun they're kind of like a proggy kind of metal kind of band it's i i can't really pigeonhole them too much but uh they're, they're kind of like that i know they're progressive uh, you know that much and um it's been great fun working with them they're so cool they're really heavy great musicians they love their awkward time signatures so so that's fun um and uh i think oh man i've worked with um a few other artists as well in the uk there was a singer songwriter i think from london uh yeah so this, to speed the answer along i suppose um over the past three four years that i've been doing this now i've been providing uh, mixes and masters for musicians of a lot of different genres though i do specialize in the pop punk and the metal um kind of world um what else was there in that question i've forgotten <laughs> i think you've, you've you've ticked pretty much everything uh, to be honest with it um it was kind oh, of right. <laughs> like kind of what you, your company was what and what it did and who you'd worked with and you ticked it all to be fair um software fair, fair. software Let's... allowed to uh name and shame businesses as we please on this now maybe not shame basically the question <laughs> is going to be um best software you've ever used versus worst software you've ever used uh well okay um Tesco checkout software is not very good. It seems to get buggy when you leave a bag in the bagging area with nothing in it. Um, but to be more serious, uh, with, with regards to the audio production yeah. stuff, I'm guessing, right? Yeah, okay, so the worst software ever, and this is all based on what I need to use the music software for. So disclaimer, one thing that is terrible for me might be the greatest thing in the world for somebody else. Um, but for me personally, Good Lord, I hate Audacity. Um, with with GarageBand being a very close second. Um, it, ugh, no, I don't like it. And the reason why I don't like it is because even though you know, you know, you can record, you can process audio, but if you're wanting to record music, you know, multi-track recording and all that kind of stuff, but also be able to mix something in a clear, easy to understand sort of way. Um, Audacity really isn't it, but it is great if you just want to record a couple vocal lines, i.e. for a podcast or something, and you just need to do some bits of editing, or if you know what you're doing, you can go into their 
plugin kind of folder and then you can apply some processing but again you have to have that knowledge though i think before you even go into it uh, so it, it can be quite a hellish landscape to to try and traverse but i think the the best software for me that i've used oh it's it's tied it's it's tied between um i'd say pro tools and logic pro yeah. uh i mean a lot of the major digital audio workstations they do pretty much the same thing uh just in different ways and a lot of them are a bit more accessible than others but i think i think i would say logic comes out on top mainly because avid who do pro tools they are insanely expensive and you have to pay like yearly um costs which are basically what it used to be you have to you have to pay like this um uh, let's say you pay 500 pounds let's just say for the actual software great you've got it basically for a year when your update plan runs out which you need an update plan in order to update it when mac os decides hey we're going to update and nothing's going to work on it <laughs> well you can't update without breaking your bloody software um or otherwise oh it's so it's it's not good you have to then have to pay 500 pounds again or whatever the cost is now they're a subscription-based model and that works for some things but i don't want to be having to spend something like what 20 to 25 pound a month just to use the software like no 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 stop it stop it um so with logic that updates when apple can be bothered to update it and it usually works fine across all things and does all that you need to need to do so i, I would say logic pro that's a long answer for that little no, question no. but <laughs> a good answer because completely biased here i i run logic pro x like for hey. i do so it's like I, I can vouch for it being a really good software for for lots of different purposes i find it really quite accessible it was logic was the first software i ever used back in high school it was logic express like like almost like primary school like logic. wow okay <laughs> um, so i was like using that and i kind of that's how i got into like using um like a audio like interface and all that kind of stuff was through logic and it was like the yeah, yeah. and the other option we had with cubase and because logic was so accessible and cubase just wasn't quite as accessible i just kind of went oh, i don't like cubase <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> no, fair, I fair. plug in my midi keyboard and start playing away and recording stuff whereas you plug into cubase and it's like right what will we have you install first <laughs> like, <laughs> together, it's like what can we get you to do first i'm like oh christ um not not to, to bad mouth cubase or anything like that but i just like, like you said yeah i think logic just kind of like hits the nail on the head for a lot of things um i have used pro tools before but i feel you you, you need to have quite a lot of knowledge going into pro tools for the kind of audio engineering side of things um not quite as user friendly but once you kind of get the hang of it it's not too bad um yeah i mean funnily enough to add to that i mean i i was always on logic like all the time um and i refused to use it at uni i was like no it's evil <laughs> just because i couldn't understand it really but like you say once you kind of know what it is that you need to do on that software it then just becomes super duper easy to yeah. use but the funny thing is though is that i mean because pro tools was actually I could be wrong, but I think I'm right. Um, it was pretty much the first software of its kind when it was released. It, it, they were the first to have their foot in the door in this particular kind of market within the music industry. And some of the features that are on Pro Tools, uh, like some of its audio editing features, none of the other softwares have, or well, they have similar now, but it's just not as good. So 
I then had to use Pro Tools and then going back from Pro Tools onto Logic, oh, my life. It was like, oh, no, I, I now don't like Logic that much. Oh, no, <laughs> I've become what I sought to destroy um, and, and all that kind of thing. But, you know, that just goes to show that each software you know, learn what you want to and learn what you need to for each thing. And if, if one tool does it a bit better than another, then use that if it's in your means um, to kind of do so. But yeah, life, eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, that has been extremely quick. We're going to have to start wrapping things up like that. That just felt like, like, like that. It does, um, doesn't it? It <laughs> goes. It goes. Um, important things we need to cover before we do end this is making sure we get you a chance to shout out your socials uh any pages for your companies anything that you're on just literally just fire it all at us and we'll make sure to put it on our yeah. socials as well but <laughs> i'm ready with paper yes. and pen um but give them all a shout out right now um and make sure everyone knows how great they are okay cool so if you are interested in mixing and mastering you want to get an idea for what it is that I can do for your music, then you can head over to www.sprogletstudios.com. You can also head over to Facebook where I have a page. Just simply type in Josh Fielden Sproglet Studios and you should see a very interesting logo which the guys at Hiltai are going to hopefully put on their page. It's a weird skeletal bird bat thing. It looks really, really cool. Uh, again, if you are on Instagram, you can find me at the same handle. And on Twitter, I'm at Sproglet Studio because I couldn't have any more characters than that on it. But if you, uh, if you want to also email me, you can get in touch with me via the contact form that is on the website. But if you want to be a little bit more direct, simply go to sprogletstudios at gmail.com. Magic. I think that's it. <laughs> that that yeah. was brilliant. That was like so professional and everything as well. That was great. You know, on the Simpsons, we go, "Hi, my name is Troy McClure. You <laughs> might remember me from such commercials as it." I went into that. I was just like, oh, it was you, brilliant. It was, it was so professional. It's brilliant." <laughs> I, can, I mean, this is way too professional for home where the art is, but thank you no, both for bringing it's, the it's, professionalism. It's, it's perfect. It, it takes the pressure off us. Yeah. <laughs> very much so. Oh, but may I? Uh, I, I did also want to say to you guys, I want to encourage you here, because I, I think that your podcast thing is great. I think you should definitely keep it on, keep it going and stuff. And I think that, um, I mean, you can, you can edit this bit out if you want to, it doesn't matter. But I think that um, if you guys, you know, got yourselves some, uh, like, I don't know, some good mics, good, good setup and that kind of thing, um, there's no reason why you could not be one of the top podcasts ever in the world kind of thing so <laughs> honestly it is it's good content it is great and that you know i do think that maybe slightly less reverb i think on voices everyone's in a cave with, with when it comes to that um but you know i mean hey shoot things over my way if you want if you want help with that kind of thing or any kind of suggestions obviously you can't do much about other people's microphones because you're going to be speaking through a phone so yeah. whatever but with a bit of normalization a little bit of clear up with some of the audio and stuff um and a lot less reverb on on vocals to so that you're not in a cave yeah. um i think that you're on, onto a winner with that one i hope that's not me uh overstepping my place oh, no. that kind not of thing 
um, of course, you're like, oh, how dare you? And that, it's probably been like that at the end. But, um, but of course, I was going to say before I died, um, was that if you did want to send over stuff uh, to me to have a little look at kind of thing, then sure. Or if you want any suggestions on, on things, if you are looking to expand the stuff for your podcast audio wise, if that's what you want to do, just let us know and I'll help you out with it and stuff. Um, it'll be be good i think it'd be awesome yeah 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 Fab. i mean i'm i'm the one editing this week so i'm probably gonna need all the help that i can get <laughs> fix uh, <laughs> fix it all together but um yeah so probably i'll be messaging with help i thought i would have to do it um thank you very much for um offering and uh suggesting things as well no it's, it's always welcome always welcome 100%. because um i well, we're always told when Pete ran the show to, to listen back to the shows as well to make sure that, you know, it sounds okay on radio and such like that. And I have listened back to podcasts and such um, and have noticed that as well. So we will, uh, now that we are sort of moving mm. into this medium, we'll, yeah. we'll to, to fix it and sort even, even just uh, a good quality USB microphone would be a step in the right direction, mm. something like that. Yeah. Just like, like what yeah. happened. Yeah. You've got like a, a snowball mm. and that we like instantly noticed the improvement um, because her house did have a lot of reverb just wherever she was. It, it, it really was just like, oh, that's a great filter. I wonder how I could get that from my vocals. I'm going to record all my solo stuff over at her, stuff, her place now. But, um, yeah, so even just something like that might be worth a shout looking into. Yeah, 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 yeah man. Out of curiosity, like what software are you guys using for um, your, your the podcast editing? What are you using? Uh, Heather's using Anchor now. Yeah. Previously, she used Band Garage. Yeah, band, Garage Band. Garage Band. And Audacity. So. Yeah. Ah, those. <laughs> so the one. Uh, yeah. All right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> so at the end, we normally do our one, two, three, and buys. Um, lag, maybe there. We, we, we enjoy the fact that it adds lag to it. It gives it gives it character. Absolutely. <laughs> like, just think of it as a really bad chorus plugin. <laughs> like in, intentionally bad. Obviously, it's it's for a, a rustic aesthetic that we're going for here. Sure. I like it. Yeah. I like that. Lo-fi. Lo-fi. Lo you know? Yes, brilliant. That is the best term we can use for it is lo-fi. <laughs> brilliant. Right. I will count us in. So we're going to do one, two, three, and on what would be four. That's going to be our goodbyes. Yeah. Cool. Yep. Right. One, two, three. Goodbye. Goodbye. Brilliant.